Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's a hard niche line. What up, Knicks fans? And what is up, Barry? Motherfucking D. What is up, Axe? Axe? Bringing it back. No, only by my name. Craig, what's up? Call me that forever. And good day to Jay, a.k.a. Blanderson Hooper. What's going on, Jay? Not much, Craig. Not much. What's going on with you? Well, training camp is here. That's what's going on. We've been waiting months for something to happen. Barry, you just said it. We've been doing shows with nothing to talk about. And finally, tonight, we have a little to talk about. Not much, but something. It's bittersweet, Craig. I was thinking about it today. It's bittersweet because, uh, yeah, Knicks are back at camp. We're seeing our team. And yet... There's still like three and a half weeks until opening night. It's going to be the longest three and a half weeks that I've experienced in a long time as a Knicks fan, waiting for opening night to come because it's going to be really slow until it gets here. So that's bittersweet. The training is. camp has started, but now you have to wait a few more weeks. And it's going to feel like it took longer. Oh, this yeah, is a Dude, I'm telling you, it's going to be the longest fucking wait. It's not bittersweet. Until- so you would have rather... None of this ever happened. No, dude, I'm happy that the season's around the corner. I'm just saying it's it's <laughs> still three and a half weeks to go. It's like tricking my brain here like we're back in it. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to... So that you all don't have to go through all the sound from content day and media day. We're going to do it for you in this show. All right? If you like our show, there's only one way you can support us, right, guys? You have to leave us some ratings and reviews wherever you listen to the show. And you can call us at That's this right. phone Five... number that Barry's about to give you here. Yeah, sorry. Uh, he's about to you. give it to you right now. Right now. Give Five it to one us six. right now. Now? Now. Right now. Yeah. Now, Barry. 516-33-MESH-1. <laughs> you get the urge, even a little bit, that little tingle that says, maybe I should call him. Just fucking call us. What are you waiting for? You've been wanting to do it. And Barry's talking to you, Ted. And you know who you are right now. That's Ted. right, Ted. Tell Ted to call. Ted. Just, just call. There's a time listener from the West Coast. And Ted, Craig has Big your Sacramento back. Kings fan and Knicks fan. Is this true? I'm just going me, along with told you. Told me this weekend. No, this is true. What? Told me this weekend he doesn't know how to call in. We give this fucking number every He doesn't show. know how. <laughs> Do no, you have a there's phone? There's no trick. There's no tricks here. You just need a mobile device, right? He was actually petitioning to become the fourth co-host of this show. Ooh. As as a as a much longer time Knicks fan, he he thought you needed that perspective. Someone who saw their first championship. How old is Ted? Oh, jeez, Ted's <laughs> old. He wanted that perspective, right? Does it matter? Does the age really matter? <laughs> Ted's got to be a minimum of sixty. <laughs> Listen, Ted, I'm lucky they let me on, and I'm you know, and we've been friends for for thirty some odd years, so I don't think that's happening. He actually told me too that first of all, whenever I see Ted. Talks about the Kings and how much better they're, they're, they're going to be than the Knicks. The Kings are probably only franchise in worse shape than the Knicks. You know, <laughs> taking totally... the last 25 years into consideration. Enough on Ted. Ted, 516-33-MESH-1. Maybe that's what's confusing. 336-3741. And listen, anybody thinking about calling and maybe you think you're going to fuck up the call and you only got one shot, Craig's got your back. Because I've seen it happen where somebody flubs a call, they call back. Sometimes he doesn't even play the flub. Like, he won't fuck with you. You know, he'll he'll, he'll give you your spot and, and he'll make you shine. Unless it's really funny. 
Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> the show comes first, that's for sure. The show All comes right, before and, the listener. Sure. And everybody, please subscribe to the one podcast that had even Julius Randall laughing when he heard Blandy's first multiple choice question oh, for fuck's sake. on part one of our crossover <laughs> with Nick's film school last week. Oh Blandy, God. play the intro clip I put in that folder for you. I would be surprised most if Mitchell Robinson, A, attempted a three-pointer this year, B, made a three-pointer this year, or C, took literally one shot outside of the paint all year. (laughs) (laughs) Julius could not stop. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. The next day, Barry, Jay was asking all of his teachers, and they were teacher friends, and they were in agreement with him. Of course they were. The question made sense. Of course they were in agreement with him. What (laughs) What do you mean? They They can tell me that I'm an idiot if if, if the question doesn't make sense? No, they wouldn't. Of course they can. saying that. No, No. they're not going to They would have. Then why Why would So you could tell me that it's a dumb question, but they can't? What's the difference? They they didn't understand the point of the question. No. Uh Uh-uh. Exactly. Because if they did, they're smart people and they would you have agreed with us. Wrong. Guys, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, <laughs> contests, and events <laughs> with first to market odds and lines. Get reviews and news for every league, including MLB, including MLB, NFL, NBA, the NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. <laughs> Jackpot. You can ditch all the others, maybe get some improved other ones, and just keep jackpot. Really? Yeah. Isn't that the only good one? You don't like the... Well, I mean, you can't have that playing while he's reading the ad. No. Right. Join BetOnline today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50. That's BLEAV50 to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Training camp opened Tuesday. Nick's content day. Used to be Nick's media day, I think, but it's now Nick's content day. Began on Monday. You know, that usually consists of, what, players sitting down with the press for their one time a year outside of post games. Do you guys watch content day? Oh, yes. All day. I mean, I I, I had to work, so but I got caught up oh, on Oh, you it. had to I work? I such... I don't know nobody what you want to call me. Twitter has to work, Barry, by the way. Yeah, Barry, uh, nobody has to work. Apparently they don't, Craig, because they they're don't. live tweeting <laughs> every little <laughs> clip and statement that comes out. They're dissecting it. They're debating it. They are literally watching a fucking stream of Nick's content day. What does Look, everybody do? If I what was do off, they do? if I was off, I would do that. But no, I can, I mean, I could wait. Like I said, I got three and a half weeks for nothing to happen with Nick's. I, I could obviously wait. And, uh, you know, take it in at my leisure, which I did that night. Yeah. So we got to see everyone for the first time in, in months. And it's exciting. Yeah. And That's can, the I, best can I just part. tell you, I, I think whoever produces this, and it's not like a lot of production that goes into this thing, but they're doing it for me. I am. I don't know what you want to call me. And you could call me a, 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 a sap or a sucker or whatever. I love this shit. I eat it up. <laughs> and- Whatever, I know it's ridiculous, but I love it. 
So does I, everybody. I can't get enough we, of it. I, I haven't seen these guys all summer. And no, not yeah. everybody. Blandy doesn't give a shit. Oh, he doesn't fucking care. Blandy. He doesn't care about but anything. Like, look, training videos, they don't do anything for me. All right. I don't put any stock. But they can say that they trim down or they can say that like they're in a better headspace and I'm fucking eating it up like a you fucking like candy. All right. Yeah. Well, get ready yeah. to eat it up more right now. <laughs> okay. Because we're going to play you some of our favorite sound from day one. Well, from Nick's content day. And a, and a few clips because Tibbs spoke on day two. Um, but the main guys you want to hear from all spoke on day one. We're starting with Derek Rose, who was shirtless for his press conference. Shirtless and in a Looking weird slim. hat. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, he's got no <laughs> shirt on. He's got the dreads. But on top of the dreads, he's got like a knit hat. Well, he always his head was cold, but his chest was warm. No, just, it's a religious. You know. Isn't it a religious thing? The hat is that a religious hat? It looks like it would read. be. Yeah. What religion? More is that a thing? What? What? M O O R. Look it the up, Blaine. Moors. Lady. That was in that was in Spain a long time ago. All right. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Nobody cares. So <laughs> you're you're typing frantically, looking this up. Doesn't I matter. I don't know what he's We've been hearing he how Derek. The, he always wears the fucking hat. He, he's been Sometimes wearing that red, style hat. Sometimes it's, it's orange. Sure. Okay. My plan right. is clear. So we've been hearing for a while. We've been hearing for a little bit that Derek Rose is in great shape. He's back to his plan, his weight when he was a rookie or something like that. Mm. We got he's to down see 20 him flaunting his body at the press conference. A lot, a lot of what Derek Rose focused on with was his new body, his new physique. He doesn't eat the chocolate chip cookies anymore late at night. Apparently, he was eating like. The three of us do as a professional a athlete. A lot of for sugar. His whole career. <laughs> he, was, he was eating a lot of sugar. Yeah, a lot of chips late at night at midnight. He said. Anyway, chips and ice cream. <laughs> yeah, Blandy, play. He play sounds the like a man first. after my own heart here. Yeah. All right, here we go. It, it's us. Play, play uh, the first. Last D-Rose year, clip. when I stopped hooping, I was at two. Wait, 16, can you start that over? Yeah. I thought no, the same talking, thing. It almost Craig, sounded like he, last year he said, when he stopped. When he stopped pooping. pooping. Yeah, yeah when he stopped pooping. No, he said who. I thought the same thing when I heard him when I heard it the first well, time. That's what happens when you play the clip over me, Blandy. Just wait till we're done uh, talking. Last year when I stopped pooping, I was at two Perfect. 16, 214. And now I'm like at 193, not 194. And um, I mean, we had a talk early on, and he thought it was like a huge like step for me because he saw the way that I, I ate tips. in the past. And at the time while he's saying it, I knew it was a huge stuff for me too. It was a challenge, like to go the whole summer. That I traveled. This is the most I ever traveled. So um, I mean, this summer. So traveling places and being in nice spots and not being able to eat what you want and watching everything, watching cards and all that, like it's hard. So like it, it, this is the vibration I'm on right now. Like like it, it goes full circle. Um, uh, I'm feeling good. My my family is, is happy for me. They they see that my attitude is different, not different, but uh, just express myself more. So it's, I'm in a great place. I love Barry. How could you not love Derek Rose in a great place, physically, mentally? He just sound look. He sounds honest, and a lot of people, players, say like bullshit. But when he's saying that, you could fucking tell that he hasn't done an offseason this particular way before and it's made a huge impact on him so yeah i'm fucking psyched you kidding 
Yeah, I mean he's got so he's he's played he played twenty six games last season. We know we know his injury problems throughout his career. We know his mental the mental things that have gone on. Right, he first time he was with the Knicks, he all of a sudden went AWOL before a game. Um, he there were rumors back then that he was contemplating retirement. Uh, when he was traded to the Knicks, there's video of him like basically having a breakdown on camera and crying about having to leave Chicago. So hearing him in that place, seeing him that physically healthy, and he's he, he was saying he's he's more confident to be himself and to speak up. I mean, I was almost writing Derek Rose off this season because of the past two seasons having played 20-something games and the injury history and us having quickly on the bench and all these young guys. I just wasn't expecting much from Derek Rose, but I'm now excited about Derek Rose. Right, like, what's he? Is he going to be even better for us if he can stay healthy? Yeah, totally. I mean, when he was on the court, even at two hundred fourteen pounds or whatever he was listed at last year, he was great for the Knicks. The last two seasons, whenever he's been on the court, he's just worked really well with that group, and he's shown that he still has it. So to think about him being faster and quicker, lighter on his feet, twenty pounds lighter, all that stuff—that's awesome. And then, I mean, all the stuff that he had to say—I don't know if you—I don't know how many clips you pulled of Derrick Rose, but all the stuff that he more. had to say about um, communication. From we'll get the into first guy that. to the 10th we'll, guy. Yeah, it's just yeah. great. I think I think it is important where his mindset is at. And yeah, I mean, how much can you work on your game when he's been in the league and when he's been able to showcase the talent he's had all this time? But when you can, I mean, that's a major body change for a guy, especially at his age, when a lot of guys that have been in the year in the league as long as he has and are, what is he, 33 years old? Yeah, 33. Yeah, he I mean, talks later on about doing this because he's older. Yeah, because a lot of guys Tim Duncan a little bit. Yeah, now he and a it. lot of guys go the opposite way of Tim Duncan. You know, you look at a lot of other guys when they get later on in the years, they're putting on weight. You know, because it is so much harder to keep it off. So the fact that he's yeah. going the other way, it's it's huge, and, and it's a testament to, to, his to his seriousness of, the, of of this being on this team. Since, he probably since, needs to do that for his niece. You know, it's another part of it. Sure. Since we're since we're on that subject, Blaney, skip ahead to to. D Rose clip three. Yeah, uh, we always talk about how Tim Duncan always dropped weight towards the end of his career. When he says we, it's uh, him and Tim. I mean, it was you could see it clearly. Like to see Tim that light moving around the way he was. Like it when I was a kid playing against him, I saw it. But of course, when you playing, I'm running around fast. I, I you don't take it as serious. So. Um, those examples, not only him, but other players too. Like when you look back at it, um, if you're a student of the game, you see people and you see how they evolve and how they play for a long time. You, you break down the game in different ways. And yeah, this is just one of the ways you break it down just off the court. Is it possible that him slimming down, and we're, I know we're looking at the positives right now, but could it be bad for his game in any way? Because he, he, he doesn't have that like, it's not the same athletic ability and explosiveness he used to have. And so I feel like in the few games that we saw him play last year and the year before, from what I remember, a lot of his game was getting to the lane and being able to take a shot and finish. That, that was part of it. But I think the other part of his game that we saw was him being able to get to his spots and being able to know how to kind of dissect the defense. He was still showing that. So the fact that he is lighter 
you know, you're, you're going to equate that to him having that extra quickness and being a little bit more elusive off the dribble. So, I, yeah, I, I think it's a positive for, for his type of game more so than being able to take the contact. I don't think that's going to go away. All right, Blandy, play uh, D-Rose clip two. This is about his correspondence with Tibbs okay. this offseason, how Tibbs basically told him he needed to lose weight. How, how frequently were those pivotal emails coming in, in the offseason? They what? One is more than enough, bro. <laughs> like, seriously, one is more than enough. But Like, don't challenge me, bro. Like... Out of all the people, bro, like, nah, like, I understand where he was coming from because he's a, a good, a great coach. And, um, but like, I heard it when, um, when he first said it, like, he mentioned it to me, like, oh, your weight, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, like, I, I got offended in a way. So, like, uh, even though I don't, like I said, I don't show it, I don't brag it, but I take that shit in. I, I take it very personal when, somebody like challenged me like that so that's why i'm on this right now because like yeah i'm I'm on that bro email email text has got the coach call me all type of shit but (laughs) yeah like uh like i said it's all it's (laughs) it's cool but like the way i grew up is a little bit different and i i had to do a lot to get to where i'm at so like the last thing I'm a I'm I'm a fail that is like like not respecting my temple. So like I, yeah, I, I, this is something that I'm taking very serious. I love that. So he seemed, he was getting like he was harassed. Getting off. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting harassed all summer about his weight issues, and it pissed him off. Yeah. I like that quote. I'm, it's the, the last thing that's going to make me fail, right? He'll he'll fail because of his knees, his the injuries, but he doesn't want the fucking midnight chips and chocolate chip cookies to be the end of his career. Right. And nobody wants to get told that they are they need to lose weight by somebody like Tom Thibodeau, you know? No. Right. <laughs> not that he's not that he's fat, but I mean, come on. It doesn't affect his coaching. Jay. His body is not a temple, that's for sure. <laughs> Unless it's a temple doesn't to ice cream. Doesn't need to be. <laughs> nice does not temple. need to be he's got that beard going alright guys and then this is Derek Rose this is the last one from him it's interesting he's talking about accountability on the team uh, it seems like or a lot of people think he was almost talking to Julius Randle about this but it's about guys not getting actually a, walked in yeah it's about guys not getting offended if if you've got constructive criticism and everyone should be willing to speak up when someone's doing something wrong. And then, yeah, Julius barges in right in the middle of it. Blandy hit it, number four. As a man and as a professional, you're supposed to understand that and y'all could talk shit back to each other here and there or you get mad, but you leave it on the court after practice or after that game or after that moment so that you don't prolong yourself. Man, oh. Yeah, stop playing with yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stop playing with me, bro. Yeah, you know. But not carrying it over and understanding that like it's all for the betterment of the team. So as long as everybody's on, on that same page, uh, we should be good because it could be from the last guy to like the best guy on the team if the last guy can't tell the the starter or the the star like that you missed the coverage. Something's wrong, and it's vice versa. You should be able to take that and understand. Oh, I got you instead of like 
being mad that, you know, that you calling me out or feeling like you calling me out. Barry, is there anyone else on this team from last season that Derrick Rose could be speaking to than Julius? Anyone, anyone else on the team who might have got offended by someone speaking up about what they were doing or not doing than Julius Randle? <laughs> no, I think that's the only... Uh... <laughs> He's the one. The only thought. I'll be honest, I didn't even think of that when I heard this, and I probably should have because it makes perfect sense. Um, even with him you know, walking in the midst of that, I didn't even put that two and two together, to be honest with you. Um, but hearing it again and, and you pointing it out, yeah, it's got to be him. You know, he – yeah, everything. He just wore everything out there in the open, just the, the negativity all season long. So, yeah, I think there's a big, big thing to that. And I think it also shows how important it is to have guys like Derrick Rose on this team. You can't just have a team full of young guys and young kids and expect to rebuild and expect them to just learn stuff on the fly. You need a couple of guys like Derrick Rose on this team to be able to talk stuff like this and to be able to talk to them throughout the season and then, you know, exactly point out when shit is wrong. Um so yeah, I mean, I, I, I love Derrick Rose. I love the fact that he's on this team. I loved it from, from, from the jump. You know, the second time around, and I'm hoping that he'll be healthy. He'll be able to be out there, and you know, whatever his role might be, you know, which is going to be both to help this team, but also as that leadership role. It's both, both are going to be beneficial to to the Knicks. Yeah. Hey, man. If we have a if we have a healthy Derrick Rose, healthy mindset, willing to speak up, challenge Julius be even better off the bench than he has been for us. It's almost like we got a new, we have another addition to the team that some of us were like me. I don't know about you guys, but I was taking it for granted. I'll admit it. All right, now let's take a listen to some of what Julius Randle had to say at media day. Guys, he took a, uh, once the season ended, he disappeared. We haven't seen much of him all summer. We've maybe over the last few weeks, we've started to see some videos and photos. He looks like he's in great shape. Blandy, play clip number one from Julius. This is what he learned last season in regards to being a leader. How much do you um, learn about being a leader, leadership role last season? How much can you take from that and apply it? Uh, I learned a lot. You know, um, like I said, when it's good, um, you know, I, I, it's easy to be a leader. When, when things aren't as good, um, when you're going through adversity, I think it's even more important. So uh, I learned. I learned a lot. Um, I said I'm just excited. You know, I feel I feel great about our team, um, physically and mentally, where we are as a team, and uh, just ready to get the ball rolling. So I basically played that clip because there, I just I liked. He didn't say much there, but I liked the one thing he said about how it's easy to be a leader when things are going well. Not so easy when it's not. And that's what we saw last year. We've talked about it before. Yeah, even something small like that with his comments, he's taking a little bit of accountability for his actions last year. You know, again, accepting the role. He knows he's the leader and he has been for the last three, you know, three years. Um, and again, you know, it's him taking accountability for, for his actions last year, knowing that it, you know, when, when times get down, you still have to be that presence. If stuff's not going right for you on the court, you still have another responsibility with the player that you accepted, you know, the challenge to be when you signed that contract and when you started taking on that role two years ago. 
Yeah, and by the way, you, we're going to play a few more clips from him, and you're going to see. I don't know if this is real or fake. I think but it's this real. guy is in the best mood I've ever seen him in. He's yeah. He's you'll light, play some of it. I'll laughing. explain to you why. We're going to play some. Sh we're going to play some stuff here. You're going to see. But yeah, what, and you what? should you should not shrug this off as BS, and I'll explain to you why after you're done okay. Some of this, I want to hear because some people were saying. What is he on antidepressants? Why is he so happy? Whatever. I don't know. Does that make Maybe you does that make you happy? I, but the video of him laughing at some of these questions and the way he responds. I'm gonna play this one clip right now. Somebody asked him, I'm gonna jump ahead, Blandy, to clip number five. Okay. He's asked what he worked on this summer. Simple question. Right? I went back to his previous. Uh, media days where he answered a similar question didn't pull it but he just explains what he worked on this summer he would say a couple things that he worked on this is his response to what did you work on this summer play it Blandy. particular focus uh you want me to put a, like a a label on something so yeah. you can write it write about it and yeah. focus on it <laughs> no, I'm just kidding uh I mean I go I treat every offseason the same man like I pick a couple things and you just see and judge for yourself when you get out there. <laughs> Remember how he got with the with with the press last year? He was miserable, and he hated being in front of them. He hated being asked any type of question. He could have thought about this media day, and all of that shit could have came back rushing up inside of him, and he could have revolt. You know, um, went back to that same. You know, resorted to back back the way he was last season, but he didn't. And you can't tell me that, oh, but it's media day, he's going to act like that. No, because other players around the league didn't do that. Kevin Durant came off like a fucking toolbox. Yeah, he, Excuse me, he came off like a toolbox in, in, in his media day appearance. He, you know, and he had a lot of backlash over the summer with demanding a trade and, you know, demanding that, that you know, the coach gets fired and that they get a new GM and this and that. And then meanwhile, he comes back and he still doesn't, sound all apologetic in, in any way or taking accountability in any way. He come, came off like a douchebag. Meanwhile, Julius comes off like a guy that's like lighter than air. You know, mm. he, he it, obviously he's done a lot of self-reflection. I mean, I don't think I'm just falling for this. I, I believe in it. And that's why, like, I'm, I've, I'm really excited for this Julie, Julius Randle this season. I really am. I mean, I remember how I felt going into last season. I was super excited as well because, again, we were coming off that high. It seemed like every fan was in his corner, and look, it backfired on us, right? But, again, this is different. This is him having to deal with a horrible year last year. And, you know, he talked about it, that he really had to get, you know, the mental side of it right. It wasn't just getting his body right. So I, I – I, I expect really good things from him. And, you know, he goes on. And again, I don't know what clips you pulled. Well, maybe we you should wait. Yeah, so I'll yeah, wait. I'll wait. Maybe, we'll just, maybe just, we'll just wait. Just so one thing that, that I'll There's say is this all, it all sounds good until he clangs a couple of threes and then everybody in at the garden is booing him. And then we'll see how he reacts to that. So Yeah, he, everyone's know. booing him and he's just laughing at all of us. <laughs> you know, just laughing. <laughs> take it. Laughing is better than a thumbs down. Then we want to know why he's smiling when he's doing so shitty, and what does that mean? Speaking of his speaking of his body and his weight, Barry, would you like to know what Randall's weighing in at these days? He, I don't think he's going to tell me, Craig. Blandy, play clip number six. 
weight. I'm not giving you my weight, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving you my weight, bro. <laughs> you can't ask a lady her weight. <laughs> Since when can't you ask these guys their weight? They always give us their weight. They're proud of it. <laughs> proud of it. All right, Julius also answered some questions about the rumors this summer. And if he was paying attention to any of that, Blandy, hit number two. RJ, you're going to mention Donovan Mitchell. Do you follow that Did I follow the rumors? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, I, I, you know, that stuff is like I said, you can control what you can. And you know, what you can't control, like, what's the point of focusing on it? So for me, uh, this summer was just about. Like I said, uh, just getting back healthy physically and mentally and uh, spending time with my wife, my boys. Uh, I just had a great summer. It was a long summer. I don't like how long it was, but, uh, yeah, as far as, you know, following what you guys say, no, I can't do that. <laughs> he, he seems like he's in a really good space. He really does. Because we does? saw the other we saw the other Julius Randle. And, again, I don't care. Well, I mean, look, Blandy made a good point. Let's see what happens, you know, when he breaks a couple of shots or he has a few bad games. Let's see what happens. But again, I mean, the weight of last season that this guy must have felt. And again, he's been through that twice now because his first run that first season with New York was not a ride in the park either. So he's been through this twice now um, and he knows the feeling of when he had the fans. So, you know, I, I got to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. I'm happy to have this guy as my leader, you know, and and come off a clean slate and see what happens this season. He he let it go. He obviously let it go this offseason. I don't want to I don't want to jump on the bandwagon and and like criticize him for being too happy or laughing too much or what's he on or is it fake or real? He's enjoying himself whatever it is. This could have come out bad. He could have shown up in front of the press just how he ended last season. Totally possible because like I said you've seen it from other players already. Yeah. So the fact that we're seeing this side of Julius, I feel like, you know, it is growth for him. All right. So we heard about Derek Rose's emails with Tibbs about his weight. Let's hear how Julius kept in contact with Tibbs over the summer. Blandy hit number three. Derek was saying he got an email from Coach. How much do you talk to Coach in the offseason? And, 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 and Tim sent an email? <laughs> 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 Man. You know, you know what to expect from Tim's now. Yeah, this was 2022, Tim. So, like, let's, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's not send emails. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I talked to, talk to Coach. Uh, you know, uh, he called me. So, I guess that's... A little bit different. Uh, I guess he couldn't get a hold of D, but uh, he called me. Um, you know, we'd be on the phone back and forth. Uh, he even sent a couple of texts. So, you know, that's, I guess, uh, progressive for him. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it was good, man. I, I popped in and out um, as the summer went on. I was here uh, a little bit more uh, later on because my son had to get in school. So I uh, was able to spend time here. But uh, coaches, he looks happy. He looks like he's ready to go, so I'm excited. Barry, what do you think a, a, a phone call from Tibbs sounded like? You, were, I don't think Barry's prepared for this. <laughs> I, I'm not prepared. You caught me completely <laughs> off guard. It's been uh, four months since I brought up my uh, my Tibbs. 
But, you haven't uh, been practicing it this off season. No, I, should, I probably should have been working on my tips. Yeah, you know, everybody you else did, was working on, on your game, game all off season. You know, back? I didn't. I didn't. I Julius was doing that. Oh, I should have been called. I should have been emailing you about how you need to work on it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Absolutely. I love that Tibbs, by the way, does seem engaged. I don't know if it's normal and all coaches do this, or but that he is in touch with all of his players all off season. You know. So far, we've heard about him with Rose and Randall, and he must be doing that with everyone, and I love that. Well, shouldn't he be? He should. I mean, he should be, but is that what coaches do? I don't know. I don't know. Did Fizdale do that when he was here? Hornacek, all these shitty coaches we've had? Tibbs hey, is Fizdale flew man. all the way out to Latvia, man. He didn't even pick up the phone. He took a plane he to Latvia. He flew Latvia, yeah. That worked out. <laughs> all right, Blandy. Last one from Julius. Is this team being overlooked in any way? That's number four. You guys are being overlooked at this point? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Everybody's zero zero. It doesn't matter, right? You know, uh, first days uh, tomorrow, and you know we'll keep building blocks, brick by brick, uh, tomorrow, and you know hopefully by the end of the year we aren't overlooked. If, if that's how you feel. <laughs> okay, so I assume was this the last clip that you played? Yeah. Okay, so it didn't come up in any of the clips that you played, but he must have mentioned at least four times throughout this presser here about how the Knicks are planning to play fast. He mentioned yeah, the word fast I at least that. four yeah. separate occasions. So the fact that we sure. know that he trimmed down in weight, the fact that he talks about how this team is going to play fast, and we know Julius's game, go over the last three years, even even his, his monster year, he wasn't cutting around, moving around. He was running back on defense. He was doing that. But – he wasn't one of the guys that was moving around quick. So the fact that he's got that in his mindset, I think shows a willingness to change and how they're going to have to adapt with this with these new players, how his role is going to have to adapt a little bit. I loved hearing that about him. And he did also say about – he mentioned, I think, specifically how guys are going to have to sacrifice yes. you know, to allow for other players to excel to their games. So, I mean, again, I'm I'm a sucker for this type of stuff, but – I mean, I'm really, I'm really optimistic, you know, and I'm really hopeful and I'm really, you know, I feel really good about this team. I feel good about watching this team. I feel good about how it's going to be one of those. It's probably going to be like the best team to root for in a long, long time. Oh a Knicks God, roster to root Relax. <laughs> Come on. Think about Relax. it. We've held on to all these young guys and they're still here. They're still going to get playing time. Look, you may quibble about, you know, they get 12 minutes, 15 minutes, 17 minutes, this or that, but we're going to be watching the guys we want to watch. We've got emotionally attached to these guys. The vets that are here, you know, with the exception of, you know, Fournier, who still gets a lot of hate, and Randall. I hate Devin Fournier. There you go. And and That's and Randall, who's still 50%, you know, of, of, of the fan base, still doesn't even want to give Randall a chance. Other than that, I mean, every guy on this team you love, you know, and you're going to yeah, live and die sure. with them. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm optimistic. We've... We this off season we have shed a lot of the vets that did eat up a lot of the playing time for the young guys. Like you said earlier, you need some vets. The vets we have left were the main vets that are gonna be playing are what, D Rose, Randall, and Fournier? That's really it. Mm -hmm. Right? Am I missing yeah. someone? Obviously, you know, you gotta be excited about D Rose and how he's coming into camp. I know there's not one Knicks fan. That doesn't want to see Derrick Rose get time. Mm -hmm. Sure, there are fans that want to see Obi get more time over Randall, want to see Grimes over Fournier, but there's just three guys you're going to see. It's going to be a season of watching 
a lot of guys that we want to see get playing time get playing time. Tibbs really doesn't have much of a choice in the matter anymore. It's not going to be Alec Burks at point. It's not going to be him eating up minutes from young guys. Nerland's taking minutes away from from Sims or Hartenstein or Steen or however the hell you say it. Mitch, how do you say it? Do you know? Do you I know think it's Hartenstein. Right, I think, think it's Van de Vega. Van de Vega. Van de Vega, yeah. Kiki Van de Vega. Um, yeah, like Julia said, everyone's starting off 0-0. It's a clean slate. And you can see how light he is, how light Derek is. Let's fucking go, Landy. What? Let's fucking go? Yeah. Well, apparently not. Uh, Stock the dicky up in this bitch. Okay. Let's fucking go. Just edit it out. <laughs> I, I'm jumping between. I got like eight different things here. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, Mitchell Robinson. Got to see Mitchell Robinson again. Another guy. I think it was, we're gonna we're seeing a theme here. Every guy that speaks is more themselves than I've ever seen them. And I feel like Mitchell, even Mitchell, was a little looser. And he's always pretty loose. He's a quiet, shy guy. We know that um, when he speaks. But he had a few nice things to say. Here's Mitchell on his free agency this summer and where he was when he found out about his contract, new contract with the Knicks. This is number one, Blandy. Uh, for me, it was it was it was wild. Like you know, it's like getting redrafted again. You know, my first time going through it, and it was like, like what's gonna happen? I'm trying to see like, I'm back, I'm gone. You know, you never know. So I mean, it it was crazy. Like just to experience that. I was destined when I found out too, at the beach. I was at the beach, man. Yeah. What was your reaction? Uh, when I found out, like when I first got the the thing and I get the phone call, I ran in the water. <laughs> to, like some of the phone call, like, psh, 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 gone. It, it was it was crazy. It was it was wild. You see that he's like, <laughs> I could just see him. I could just see him laying on the beach. Blandy, hit the beach. Hit the beach sounds. Can't you see Mitch? Just laying there, out on the beach. What would he be wearing? <laughs> we try not to go into any weird don't go into those details and he gets the news and he and he's so excited about it, he just sprints into the water screaming because like that's a life-changing contract right yeah, there he's like a little kid he is like a little kid blandy play clip number two this is him on jalen brunson and this is what's interesting about this and i was saying he's he's being himself he says that Brunson, we know Brunson's going to bring it. I'm telling you this because it was hard to understand. Otherwise, his daddy's going to slap him because his daddy's a, an assistant coach on the Knicks. Play this clip, Lanny. It's number two. With Brunson joining the team, how much do you feel about it? Um, no, um, I watched the Brunson in the playoff last year. And he played really well. So, I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure he's going to bring that same energy he did when he was there here. Especially, I mean, his dad here, he's going to get smacked. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, mean, I feel like he's gonna come out here and do his thing, especially like you know getting me involved in the offense. So let's see how it goes. <laughs> that was that was not appropriate, right, Barry? He's like a sixteen-year-old in a seven-foot, twenty-five-year-old body. Twenty. Can I'm sorry. Brunson have a domestic body. violence thing too. Yeah, I think he did have something. So like that, Rick Brunson did. did? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's something going around. Oh yeah, you can't say that. 
Criminal sexual assault, criminal sexual abuse, aggravated battery. <laughs> I'm betting Mitch doesn't know that. So this this was a good clip from Mitch. This is number three, Blandy. This is, I think some of us forget this, but obviously two seasons ago, we, we had that great season. Mitch was a, a big part of it. We got to the playoffs, but he didn't get a chance to play. For me personally, like, I wanted to be in the playoff. Like, we were there, but I couldn't play because, you know, the foot thing. But, like, I didn't get to feel how it, like, you know, I want to see how it really is, like, out there, especially at the Garden. It's like, I got to see how that feels, like, to be out there on the court, not on the side. Um, so, I mean, I'm pretty sure we all going to try to work hard to get, how to get there, you know, so. You expecting anything to change this year for Mitch? You think he's got a little more hunger? going into this season? I don't know. I mean, I think we're going to see the same Mitch that we've seen. I don't expect him to take big jumps in his game. I think he's going to continue to be a monster on the offensive glass, which is what you know he has become consistent in doing, and which is really helpful to the team. I think he's going to be you know great at blocking the ball. Uh, I mean, I don't really see much else in his game expanding. But you know, now we got the addition of what about taking threes. You think he takes a three? What do you? Would you no. be surprised? Yeah, more surprised if he takes a three or makes a three. Oh, I, you know, I'm gonna have to come back to you on that. That's gonna be a really, really, <laughs> really tough. You know, tough, tough question to answer. Um, but no, I, th- I think we're gonna see the same same thing from him, which is fine. I don't know if it's 13 million dollars worth of fine, but it's fine. Do you think that he would think he's got anything left to prove? He feels I like do. he does. Again, you know, from the free throw line, stay healthy healthy. from the free throw line, you know, all of that, all that, that jazz. Well, let's let Mitch answer that question. How's that? Okay. That sounds great. Landy, here's the last one from Mitch, number four. Um, no, I don't feel like I proved myself yet. I still got a lot to do. Like I have a lot to still work on. Um, I mean, I feel like they just showed me some loyalty. Basically, so with that, now I got to, you know, actually come out here and, you know, play to a level that's the reason why they paid me, you know? So. What, what do you feel like you have to work on? Uh, for me, free throws and conditioning is the biggest thing. Also, like, you know, get some, you know, get, get a few touches in, like jump hooks, stuff like that. Uh, probably about 15 footers, shoot those, you know, so. But I just got to, you know, get out there and just practice it, practice first, and then translate it over to the game. We know that's not happening. So listen, I I think a lot of people question Mitch's work ethic. Mm-hmm. I feel like Tibbs has in the past, other coaches have. So I just like hearing that he knows he's got a lot left to work on, knows he's got a lot left to prove. He's obviously got this huge contract now. He frolicked into the water at the beach, very excited. It's nice getting at least a little evidence that he doesn't think he's done. You know, and he's got and his the, money. And the two and things that he mentioned, you know, or Im- immediately, as soon as he mentions free throws, I'm picturing him at the line. I'm picturing him breaking him a free, th- breaking a free throw, right? And then conditioning. I'm picturing Mitch, hands on his knees, tongue hanging out of his mouth, out of breath. It's like you know, those pictures are so easy to to conjure up because you see it so often. So the fact that he knows that those are two of his bigger weaknesses is huge. And again, the fact that he's not resting now just because he signed a big contract and he, you know, literally put it out into the ether that he needs to prove his worth. Yeah, I think that's big and that's good motivation for him. You know, whether it, you know, comes to fruition and we actually see the, you know, the success and the results, that's another story. And then all off-season guys, we've been waiting to get We've seen RJ. He's been out there. We, we There was a, what was it? A, an evening with RJ Barrett. 
but nobody asked the questions that we really wanted to hear him answer. All right, so we finally got RJ responding to the summer's trade rumors for Donovan Mitchell. He was in a lot of them. He almost, I don't know, I, I certainly believe that he almost wasn't here anymore. For a lot of us, he is our favorite Nick. I don't know if he's your favorite Nick, but you guys know he's mine. I'm thrilled he's still here. He's thrilled he's still here. Here is RJ. There's going to be a few of these. I think he starts to break down a little bit as the questioning about the rumors goes on. So you're going to hear like three clips about the rumors. On the last one, I think you finally like he just speaks more honest, I think. But Blandy, play number one. This is this is RJ's first response to the rumors this summer. Personally, I'm... <laughs> This is, this is funny because, like, anyone who's close to me will tell you, like, I literally, like, didn't even pay attention to any of it. Just just for my own sanity, you know, like, I just, uh, I'm a big believer in whatever happens, happens. You know, I, I played my three years. I did everything that I could, you know, for the team, um, for myself, everything, put my, my heart, sweat, and you know, blood and tears into it. So whatever happened, I was going to be okay with, you know, I know that I know that I gave everything I got. So I wasn't really worried. I wasn't really, you know, too much into a back and forth. I kind of just let everything, you know, kind of go. And you know, thankfully it worked out for me. Are you buying that? He didn't pay attention at all. His name was all over the rumors. His agents weren't telling him what was going on. He wasn't re. I mean, the whole summer was fucking Donovan Mitchell. Right. And rumors, but he was able to to stay away from it. Who knows, man? Who knows? It's possible. I mean, at least at least it could have been just been his mindset. You know, like he said, it's the whole thing. You know, control what you could control. Other stuff you can't help. He knows what he did. Who who knows how much he watched? You know, and listened. We'll never I know. Mean, yeah, we'll never know. But here here is. The, the media was really peppering him about this stuff, wasn't letting it go. Here they asked him if the organization talked with him about like some of the rumors after he after all the dust settled. It's like cracking a safe, Craig. You got to ask the right like, question. You got to get in there. Blanty yeah. hit number two. Was there a discussion with the front office in retrospect like, hey, um, either we did or we didn't talk about you in trade negotiations? Was there a discussion afterwards? Um, I'm here, so, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm here, so I guess, like I said, whatever was going to happen was going to happen. I, I trust the organization, you know, for sure, uh, 100%. I, I've been here, this is the team that, that gave me a shot, you know, so uh, I'm always going to be thankful uh, to be here, and, you know, they didn't, they didn't have to, you know, sign me. They didn't have to give me an extension, so uh, I'm just I'm thankful for that. So the answer is no. They didn't have the a conversation no. with you because you didn't answer the question. So I'm assuming the answer is no. You did not have that talk. And they did have to assign him to an extension because they couldn't get the guy they really wanted. Right. Which was Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It, it sounds like they did not have that talk, which is interesting. You know, you want to, I don't know, maybe there's nothing to say, Right. But maybe you don't need to say anything because RJ didn't even know what was going on anyway. The only reason he knows he was in trade rumors is because of this line of questioning, according to RJ. And then Blandy, this is where they cracked the safe, I think, a little bit. Just a tiny bit, Barry. Okay, what is your reaction? Your name was in trade rumors. I think, uh, 
think lots of people's names have been in in trade rumors. Um, the best of the best have been in trade rumors. So I mean, it doesn't really a rumor's a rumor. Is what I think. A rumor's a rumor. Um, what ended up happening out of that is I'm in a Nick jersey, you know. So I guess a rumor really means nothing at this point, right? So yeah. So that felt like it hit him a little bit. They were close. <laughs> right. They were close. This is where you shine the light in the eyes and you, you, you stand up on top of the desk there you and go. you ask him a little bit harder and you would have cracked, Craig. How did it really you... feel, RJ? We know how it felt. You just got to tell us. We need to know. We're going to help you through this. He he was got a little emotional there. Yeah. Right? Rumors are rumors. They, yep. they don't mean anything. <laughs> they, they knock down a little bit of the wall. You're right. Yeah, he got a little soft there. But then he goes on in the in the least confident way you could ever do it. Because that's R.J. Barrett. To, to make a very grand proclamation about this season. Blandy? Yeah, so it's definitely an extra motivation, especially, you know, getting uh, getting to taste what the playoffs is like and then, uh, you know, falling short there and then, you know, to, to not end up where we wanted to last year. I think this year we're coming – even more experienced, even more hungry. We have a lot of guys that have something to prove, you know, myself included. I got everything to prove, you know. So we're, we're really coming with that mindset and uh, definitely think we're going to shock the world. What does shock the world mean? Shock the world means whatever you want it to mean. What does shock the world mean? And of course he's got a lot to prove. Almost got fucking traded this offseason by the team that drafted you. So he's got, like he said, he's got a lot to prove. He wants Barry, to prove what that does he... shock the world mean? What would the Knicks have to do to shock the world? Uh, 500? Five games no, over 500? that wouldn't shock the world. That wouldn't shock the world? I think 50 wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 50? I think, 50 wins would shock I think that's the world. it. Regardless, forget about the playoffs and that. I mean, if, if this team coming off the season they had last year and only really making one major move in the off season, 50 wins would, would shock. I think 50 wins would shock the league. You know, 50 and 32. World. Sure. 18 games over. Yeah. Yeah. That would do it. You know, you don't need to win a championship. I mean, you know, but, but yeah, you, you, you win 50 games this regular season with the squad in the, in the competitive East that it is. Yeah. That would be shocking enough to shock the world. RJ thinks we're going to do it. Well, whatever that, whatever it means to you, he said. He wouldn't, he wouldn't specify. But he does yeah, have a lot to prove. I think he wants to prove that he was worth a max. I think that when he was talking about that part of it, about he has a lot to prove personally, I think it's proving that he, he was worth the max, which he didn't get, but that he's worth it. Oh, really? You think he because wants to prove I do, that he was, there was, a lot he was of that worth discussion more going than on. he got? Yes. yes. Wow. Can I, can I just say... That he might be as bland as I am. I don't know if like you've picked up like I know we talk about this, but like he might be the new Blandy. Yeah. He's he's yeah, you guys are, bland. Yeah. You guys are one and the same, pretty much. Yeah. I mean Especially <laughs> when you compare him to all the other guys yeah. around him on this roster. Yeah. I yeah, think me let me say Blandy, let me interrupt here. Okay. Is that he's really bland when he's not performing. Okay. When he's on the court. Oh yeah, I guess he's working he's, his he's ass off. He's pretty demonstrative. He does, you know, he's those pumped up. Things. All right, he's excited. Yeah, you are bland 
when you're not supposed to be. Yeah, right. I'm probably less bland off of yeah, the show than I am. But on even the show. even when he hits a big shot or gets a huge N one in a crucial moment of the game, he's never pumping up the crowd. He's never no, yelling. He, he flexes. He, hold, he flexes, and you could tell yeah. he's holding it all in. He's feeling it inside, but he doesn't let it out. Well, maybe he's got to let it out this season. Maybe that's these other happen. guys are Obi. Quickly, we've seen Randall do it. Other guys get hyped up; they get the crowd into it, and they he gets yell. hyped. And again, that you, might not be him, but, but this is not, he's not swimming on the court like like. That's right. Does. This is the Blanderson's original point. He's he is a he is Blandy. He almost injured some teammates last year with his chest pumps. Remember that? <laughs> That's true. He almost took some guys out. I remember that. Clip. I remember when he did that to quickly. Oh. A little quickly, quickly put on muscle this off season. Only to be able to handle RJ's chest bumps. <laughs> all right, guys. Then we got on Tuesday a chance to hear from Tibbs. All right. Um, and I'm not that excited to play this Tibbs sounds because if anything, I just find it fucking frustrating and I just feel like it's the same thing. It's the same Tibbs. Maybe that's good. I don't want to start this season on a bad note with Tibbs, but... Blandy, play Tibbs number one. This is on how he will best utilize both Julius and Obi. Yeah, and that's the thing is, it's uh, the best thing about young players is they can get better, and they have. They, our young guys are they're gym rats, and so when you get guys like that, they they get better. Um, and then you you play the guys. It's based on performance. Who fits best together? Um, so it's not just, it, you know, it's, it's not fantasy basketball. It's wh what makes the group work best. So <laughs> uh, that's what we'll do. You know, and I like the way he's growing. Um, we got to get the best out of everyone. So the same shit. Uh, just, Tibbs just has a certain way. And maybe he doesn't mean it of just talking down to all of us. It's not fantasy basketball. He's just... Just wants us to be quiet and stop. He stop knows better than we do, Craig. We know it's not fantasy basketball. I saw someone tweet something funny out after that saying, yeah, but Tibbs, play, Tibbs plays his guys like he's playing 2K because he plays all of his starters like 45 minutes. <laughs> it's gonna, it's, but do you, believe, do you believe him? I mean, he says this all the time. It's based on performance, who plays best together. But last season as fans, we witnessed, we watched the games. We might not study the film like Tibbs does after every game. But we watched guys who played better with, with each other play better with each other. We watched the bench bring us back in games. I don't know that he... This is my problem with Tibbs, that I don't know that he really um, does what he says he's going to do as far as playing whoever plays best, playing the players together who play best together. Do you... It was the same thing two years it? ago with Peyton. Uh, with starting Peyton, yes. Yeah. So here, here's the deal with Tibbs. And he may be stubborn in certain ways and even with the starting lineup, what have you. I do think that Tibbs makes in-game adjustments all the way through to the fourth quarter. He holds players accountable during the game and he'll make he'll make changes to who's on the court with respect to how they're playing in that game for everyone on the roster unless your name is Julius Randle. Good. Yeah. Glad you right? put that in there. Yes. I do think other players were held accountable. I think he plays players that are hot. I think he sits guys that are cold. I've seen him do it. We all have, except for Randall. 
Randall, for whatever reason, you know, he he always basically plays the same. I think there's one time I remember where where he actually had Randall sit a fourth quarter. Um, but aside from that one game, yeah, it's always the same thing. He's not held to the same standards, but I do believe everybody else is. We've seen guys play 40 minutes when they've only been accustomed to playing 25 or 20 because they were hot. And we've seen it the other way. Guys only play 12 minutes because they bricked the first five shots out of the gate. So he does make those changes. What we hope to see happens this year is that it goes for everybody down the line, including Julius Randle. Because that's if you really want to win games, that's how you're going to win games. Well, I'll believe that when I see it. I don't. Yeah. I'm hopeful that maybe it's maybe he maybe Julius had that longer leash because Thibodeau really believed there was literally nobody behind him, and he needed Julius on the court to win. But he got to see Obi towards the end of last season, pick it up. He's seen Obi develop. Maybe he thinks he can give Obi some more time. I wouldn't be shocked though if he goes into this season with the same long leash for Randall. Maybe similar for Jalen Brunson because he might feel like it's such a drop off after Jalen. Maybe let's say if Derek Rose isn't healthy or whatever. But yeah, it feels like the same. And you're seeing all these guys talk over these two days and they've got like new fresh attitudes, clean slate. You know, it's a new season. Um, And then, but then Tibbs, I just feel like it's the same guy and maybe he doesn't change. (laughs) It's not the same, Craig. Did you not see he's got his beard? The fucking beard? Yeah, yeah sure. He's, he's got a little, same. <laughs> a little beard. He's got to make up for the hair, like me. Um, <laughs> all right, Blandy, play clip number two. This is all Tibbs. Right. This, and is, this is big. This is a big this is conversation the one that had here. Twitter. This is this the one that of course. And we've talked about it. We off. talked about it a couple weeks ago. It's like this is Tibbs on on the starting two guard. What's going to come of that? The thing is, is we need shooting. You know, the one thing that I know is that, you know, with Jalen, with RJ, with Julius, we have to put shooting around, right? Mitch will give us pressure on the rim, um, so that that's what will force the defense to collapse. And so Evans proven. I thought the second half of last year he played really well. So, you know, I, I like. I think we we have good depth at that position. We'll we'll see how everything unfolds. Does that mean, does that mean that Evans? Is the front runner right now to start that? Yep, 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 yep. I know. I know. A couple of weeks ago, we, we 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 argued about this, and I think we were all, even though we argued, we were in agreement that it's not a drastic, it's not that big of a deal. Who who's the starting two guard? Like, do, you know, Fournier should be out there for shooting. You say the same thing about Grimes. It's not going to make or break this team. But I don't like that Tibbs is. Already naming a front runner as the as the starting two guard, and just maybe a day after we heard that he's gonna get, he's gonna let people win the jobs out. You know, he's gonna give people a, a clean slate here. And they obviously Quentin Grimes was almost untouchable this offseason, The Donovan Mitchell rumors. So that's what has many Knicks fans upset. Is that how do you make him untouchable and basically limit our chances of getting Donovan Mitchell? And then here you got Tibbs, uh, you know, at the start of training camp, basically already stating that Fournier is the starting two guard on this team. Why can't you appreciate Tibbs' honesty when he says that he's the front runner? Fournier has been in this league for 10 seasons. And for the last seven years, he's started practically every single game that he's played. 
including all 80 that he played last year. He started every single one of them. Now, I'm not saying that's a reason why you got to keep starting him, but to not start a proven vet who you know can shoot the three and has done it consistently throughout his career at a high clip, to start a guy who basically basically played 37 games last year. I know technically it was 46, but nine of those games he played less than five minutes and it was garbage time. It was meaningless. So you're talking about a guy who played 37 games last year is going to boot Evan Fournier out of the starting lineup like that? I'm not saying it can't happen at some point, but I would give the edge to Fournier also. And again, there were plenty of times last season in those 37 games where Grimes did get plenty of minutes because he earned those minutes. And again, I mean, the Knicks have one of the best benches in the league. And Grimes is going to be a part of that bench, at least to start the season, it looks like. There's nothing wrong with that. And again, we Fournier didn't finish a lot of games last year. Grimes did. You know, and, and you know, we used to, like, we used to, to, to joke about it and say, you know, it's not who starts the games, it's who finishes. But it's true. You need a strong closing unit out there. And I believe Tibbs is going to put that unit out on the floor. But if, and if it means Fournier is starting the game, I think that's fine. And I like Fournier shooting. And I think he's got chemistry with these guys. I love the continuity that this roster has, that we've kept a lot of these guys on this team. So why not keep a starting group the same that it's been last season? Just for that aspect, the chemistry aspect of it. I don't think it's going to hurt them. I also, and you're not losing I, I, Grimes. I also think you need Grimes' D on the second unit. Then you're going to, what, try to out Rose and Fournier and Obi like that, you know. I think you need him there for the defensive presence. Yeah, the defensive can make the aspect, same argument you can make the argument the for either one. Too. Sure, sure. But Okay, so I'm with you. I understand where you're going. Fournier, I mean, the other thing with Fournier starting is that you saw a lot last year he would get off to fast starts in games, right, as a starter. And some games he would not. So, yeah, he could – Fournier starts off the first quarter with 15 points. Great. Tibbs plays him, plays him more that game. He starts off the first quarter dreadful – Maybe comes out and Quentin gets a lot of the minutes in that game. But play to play devil's advocate, Barry. Yes. Front office. They're, they're, they're this close to a Donovan Mitchell deal. But at the very end, Utah says, oh, we just, you know what? We will make the deal with you. We just want you to throw in Evan Fournier. Do the Knicks say no? No, the Knicks, the Knicks don't no. say no. But when it came to Quentin Grimes, they, they, they would say what? They say no fucking way, right? Well, it's a little. I mean, age-wise, it's different. You know, contract-wise, it's different. Why? You know, I'm sure they'd be at this point. So many people say that that contract is an albatross. I'm sure they would have been happy to get get rid of it. I mean, Grimes is younger and he makes no money. So, I mean, that's that has to be part of their their thinking. Let's say the contracts were the same. Are the but the ages are different. I think if the ages are still the, ages the difference are, there, ages are what they are. I'm going to change everything. Uh, well then, say the contract's think, the same. You don't think the, the Knicks give up I'd, Fournier? I think they'd give up Fournier and not Grimes. I just think at some point, and I get what you guys are saying about Fournier and Grimes, but at some point you just have to go. You just have to. You have to run with it. At some point, the dude hasn't even played fifty games yet in the league. Can I'm we just say, can but, we just pump okay, the brakes a little? He should I'd, be the front like... runner right now. But just why do you have to say that? Just let Fournier isn't good enough. For, for I their, like for look, on I like day one of training camp for Thibodeau to say, 
he's the front runner. I'm sorry, he's just not. I think it's realistic, is what it is. For, for what, what if they asked him about Julius Randle and Obi Toppin, and he said Julius Randle's a front runner to start? You ah, would yes. laugh because it's obvious. Yeah, well, of course. It's a front. He's <laughs> well, going to be He's starting. telling you what's in his mind. It's it's not so far fetched. I mean, the, the the place that people have anointed Quentin Grimes to already is like crazy to me. I mean, not but crazy, not a, but, it, it, okay, but it's a it's little. Not it's not necessarily little, Quentin. It's, it's anyone. Crazy. It's anyone on the, quickly. Anyone on that bench. Some fans want Cam Reddish to start, which is loose. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Those are, those are the nut jobs. Players can and will still develop just fine, even if they're not starting for the team. Come on. It's silly. The minutes are going to be there for these guys. That's not even what the debate's about. We're not trying to get rotation minutes. That's not what the debate's about. So just relax. Everybody's got to relax. Listen, I think, I think, Thank you. I think a part of it, by the way, congratulations, Relax. Mark Berman on your retirement. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think Knicks fans are just, they just don't want to hear that shit on day one. I think that's all it is. Right. Because, you know, a lot of, a lot of the fan base had Quentin Grimes slotted in that spot well, for whatever they, they reason. They need to learn to accept it. Why, I mean, why would anybody ex- have expected something different? Why? You're deluding yourself if you expected something different. From him on, I mean, have you have people not been paying attention? What what would have made them think that he would have gone gone up there and answered that question by saying, "Yeah, it's a completely open competition. We'll see how it goes." There's there's just there's no world in which he would have done that. None. It's Thibodeau. This is him. He doesn't change. Right. So I don't understand why people get so like you knew that was that was coming. Right. And, and yeah, that's the whole other thing too. Is you know the coach that you have, and that's that's what it is. Tib, <laughs> yeah, tibs is going to change tibs. coaches. That's what it's going to be. Tibs is going to tibs, man. All right, y'all hear that music? Uh, Are you okay? Yeah. Ever the past few weeks, when we, when I say that, you're like huff and puff, like you had no, no idea. No, I just I just actually looked at the time. All right, well, it is time for the news with Blanderson Hooper. A few things really quick. We talked last week about the Knicks possibly having um, interest in uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, which we didn't understand. He ended up going from Utah to the Pistons in exchange for Kelly Olenek uh, and some cash and another player. Um, By the way, way, really enjoyable that that Danny H couldn't get a first rounder for him (laughs) since that's what he wanted. Okay. Did you well, not? I mean, did you not? Kelly Olynyk was a first rounder. What, what, what number? I'd have to Google that, but he, I yeah, know not he was worth the, it. He was a first rounder. I mean, not only did they get him, but they get that funky headband that he wears, you know, because of his long hair. I mean, sure, people in Utah love him. Be great in Utah. Lonzo Ball. I don't know if you saw this. He is set to undergo another arthroscopic knee surgery tomorrow. Actually, he spent the summer rehabbing in L.A. and said at this point he still cannot run or jump without feeling any pain in his left knee. They have no clue what's going on mm. there. No clue. What did he, I think he played, what, 35 games last year for the Bulls? And and that was it. So that yeah, right now is not looking like That's a good all signing. he played for the Bulls? I, I, I think so. It wasn't wow. a lot. You have another ball in the news tonight? No, I don't care about LaMelo. No, LiAngelo. LiAngelo, I mean? Yeah. No, that he signed with the Hornets? Yeah. Who gives a shit? He's not He's not playing. He's, he sucks. He's only there because of his brothers. <laughs> So no, 
No, fuck him. Um, God. Larsen Marcus. It's looking like they might really be a couple, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, about three weeks ago, after we reported on uh, Larsa and Pippen and Marcus Jordan being uh, seen at a place somewhere in Miami, um, reports came out from TMZ that they were not an item and that they were just strictly friends. However, that has now changed over the last couple of days. Apparently, they were together at the Rolling Loud in New York City um, concert. The other night, I'm not really sure what that was. And apparently they were getting really, really close on the dance floor, nuzzling his neck, getting close to his chest, hugging, kissing, lots of PDA. So now it's looking like this actually might be a real thing. How does Michael feel about that? How does Scotty feel about that? I'm not sure. But So initial reports were they were an item. Then it came out, no, they're just friends. And now it's looking like that's not the case. Did Scotty decline to comment? When, when, you, when you put a call into Scotty's camp, did they decline to comment? Yes. I uh, I left a, a message with his publicist, and she never got back to me. Mm. <laughs> Surprising. Yeah. Uh, so who knows? I mean, you know, that's really got to piss Scotty off. Really, really got to piss uh, Scotty off there. Uh, Kyrie, I don't know if you heard any of the audio from Kyrie during um, media day. I gave up four years a hundred and something million deciding to be unvaccinated. And that was the decision because contract get vaccinated or be unvaccinated. And there's a level of uncertainty of your future, whether you're going to be in this league, whether you're going to be on this team. So I had to deal with that real life circumstance of losing my job for this decision. So I, I was dealing with all of those emotions while trying to uh, secure my, fu- my future for my family. Ultimately. So uh, lost his job, which not really. And also he was worried about securing his future for his family. I, I, I Googled this. He's made, coming into this year, $159 million in, in earnings on the court, not to mention uh, off the court. But so he was very concerned about making sure, you know, he was able to provide for his family for the rest of their lives there. Um, and then let's go to Boston. Big, big news out of Boston. The NBA has announced that it will retire Bill Russell's number six across the entire league. This this isn't old news? Yeah, it's pretty no. old. It's pretty old. I news. mean, the number six on their jersey is probably new, but the fact that they're retiring no. the number across the league, didn't that come out like three months ago? I saw ago? this weeks ago. When he well, died. I'm just telling you, it says it right on, it's, it's the lead story on the NBA's website now. So. We did that story. I'm just telling you. <laughs> This is the old news with Blanderson Hooper. Blandies. <laughs> and I thought you were about to go into the Adoka stuff. I know, you... I did that on purpose. No, the real big news actually is that Ime Adoka has been suspended for the entire year by the uh, Celtics, uh, apparently because it has come to their attention that he had an intimate relationship with a female member of the organization. There's been a lot of speculation and doxing of of women who work for the Celtics on online, which is crazy. Um, I guess members of the organization became aware in July. They spoke to them. They were led to believe that it was a consensual relationship. However, the woman recently accused him of making unwanted comments toward her. The team had um, they they hired a group to to investigate. And uh, yeah, he is now suspended for 
the year. Adoka also, he's not married, but he has been in a relationship for a long time with the actress Nia Long, and they have a 10-year-old uh, kid. Um, so that was the big talk at Celtics camp today because it completely took everybody by surprise. I know the players you know, are trying to deal with it because they don't know any specifics because obviously no specifics have been uh, shared with them. And in the interim, uh, Joe Mazzulla has been named as the has been named as the interim coach. Um, over the summer, the top assistant uh, for them, um, Will Hardy, actually took the head coaching job in Utah. So it's not even like they're handing it over to the top assistant. Um, and Mazzulla is the only holdover left on the staff from when Brad Stevens was the coach. So he wasn't one of Adoku's uh, Adoku's uh, hires. I don't know if people care about Missoula. Yeah, All right, anyway, right, that's the way. Do you think people care way. about Missoula? No. Basketball matches. No. That's going to be a Even Adoka, they're tired of hearing about. Sure. Fuck Boston. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnickslifebarry, at Barry Dworkin, Blandy, at Blandy Hooper, and you can always call us. That's right. Phone lines are always open to share your Nick's deepest thoughts, desires, questions, comments. 516-33-MESH-1. Did you say deepest desires? Do you know we didn't even get in the vo- we didn't get in the voicemails, but I don't this is too long. I'm not doing this. Deepest desires. <laughs> I think of you when I'm when I'm in the shower now too, Barry. Who to thank for this? Whenever I'm okay. in the shower now, cleaning my asshole, this whole time I think of you. Thank you, Blindy. Thank you. Sure. Uh, but oh, yeah, yeah, we, we didn't get the to the voicemails. But we'll get to them next week. We'll, we'll do that next week. This was a long show. A lot of this is not, issues. This is, this is not a hateful thing. This Technical is not to be spite. Right. Don't worry. Sit tight. We love you, whoever may have left the voicemail. <laughs> We did and not we'll forget. get to it next week. Yeah, we had to take a you. pause for Barry. Wasn't me this time. <laughs> We've been recording for like two and a half hours, or we got first on Zoom. We got on at nine thirty. Uh, yeah, a little after, but yeah, it's midnight. <laughs> Fuck. It's midnight, and I think we've got half of that of a show. <laughs> yeah, my 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 power percentage was like dwindling, two percent, one percent, and it wasn't climbing. But by the way, but ever since what I shut it now? down, we took that break. It's at eighty-three percent now. Oh, well, That's thanks, great. Barry. You had all day to fucking before. charge your computer. <laughs> Next time, please plug it in at the start of the day and tell your daughter to not use it on podcast day. Yes. All right, guys. Until next time, it is a hard Nick's life. It's a hard Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.